Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. no longer trying to win her, no longer trying to impress her. I accomplished that. I'm done. I'm good. And so I moved on. You see, that, that's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. And it took me a long time to figure out what I'd done. Do you experience the struggle of continuing to invest in your marriage in the midst of the busyness of life? Pastor Robert will share that the man he used to be before his wedding died the day he got married. All the thoughtfulness vanished away. You may relate to him when your focus shifts from your spouse to life responsibilities. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part three of their message, Marriage Tune-Up 2. Listen to me and let me give you something to think about. Back in the old days, I'm going back 150 years, a couple hundred years, you know, we had an agrarian culture. I remember my granddaddy telling stories when we were younger about when he was young, you know, they'd get up at about four o'clock in the morning and go out and get started. Animals had to be fed, there were chores that had to be done on the, you know, on the farm, around the, they didn't have a big farm, but. And mama got up because mama had to start getting things ready and cooking and, you know, you had to build a fire or at least stoke the one that you had and get it going good, you know, so you could cook in that wood-burning stove. So she got going. And then after a little while, mama would ring the bell outside. And that meant everybody could come eat breakfast. And he talked about how unbelievably delicious her biscuits were with the fresh butter and honey after he'd been out working, you know, two, three, four hours already, physically, you know, work, eat breakfast, go back out. She cleans up back at the house and starts preparing for lunch because you got to go catch the chickens that you're going to eat for lunch. Catch them, kill them, pluck them, clean them, cook them. You understand it's a process. You don't just... Get one out of the freezer that you bought at Publix the day before yesterday. And, and so she worked through the day doing the laundry, you know, getting that ready. When I was a little boy, my grandmother still had one of those machines that it was electric, but then you had the crank thing that you dry, you know, whatever. I did a lot of hand washing along the way on our different trips and different places. We forget how hard it was, the, the workload. But the men are out doing their thing. The women are back home. They're doing their work, right? And neither one of them finished until just before bedtime. 
Because after dinner, there were still things that needed to be dealt with out there. And neither one of them finished. You see, that changed with the Industrial Revolution and unions. And now all of a sudden, we got a 40-hour work week. Show me that in the Bible. That's an American myth. That's what that is. They got an even better one in Scandinavia, by the way. It's like 36 hours. But it's not in the Bible. And I realized I've got this idea that I'm off now. I should be able to relax. And I realized that's not biblical. And it's it's not healthy. It's not good. No, no, no. I need to change my mentality and realize now I'm headed home to the duties and responsibilities that await me there. Because I, I had a baby boy that he didn't care what I was thinking. Off? What does that mean? He just wanted daddy. He hadn't seen daddy all day. He wanted daddy. And she'd been eagerly awaiting my arrival, if for no other reason than to give her a break from that boy. And that, listen, that was legitimate. Tell you how it hit me another way, guys. Please, please don't. I don't want to lose you on this. And I know, you know, I can go on and on. But it's so critical that you understand this. One of the things that, that hit me right between the eyes one day I was, David was, was a little guy, he was a baby. He almost never slept. He didn't sleep through the night. You know, he rarely slept more than an hour and a half at a time. And we're dealing with that and, and she's getting up with him, dealing with all of that, you know, and, and I could see it. I mean, after a couple of years of that, it, it was killing her. And I was struggling because, you know, every time she got up, you know, it woke me up and he'd be screaming, you know, and she couldn't get him to be quiet and he just wouldn't be satisfied. And, and I'm like, I gotta, you know, I gotta go to work. I gotta get up and go to work. I got, I got a job to do. She never said a word. I know, I know. One day it hit me right between the eyes. I'm driving off and praying, God, I don't, I can't take much more of this. How do you think she's doing? No, but I gotta do a job. Well, She's watching your baby boy. Ooh. I never thought about it like that. She's got the responsibility to keep him safe, take care of him, feed him, nurture him, be there for him. Yeah, I mean, I got my duties, but they don't compare to that. Yeah, I've got a job to do. It doesn't compare to that one, though. I'm expecting her to be awake all night and then on for him, protecting him, nurturing him all day, every day. And just to keep doing that indefinitely. I realized, man, I have really not thought this thing through. And I started trying to help her more when he woke us up in the middle of the night. Sometimes we, as men, can be short-sighted. Sometimes we don't think things through completely. Her cries for attention are legitimate. You know something else that occurred to me that I want to share with you? I completely misled this woman. Totally misled this woman. Defrauded her completely. If it had been in a business enterprise, I would have gone to jail. Why do I say that? Because the man that I was when we were dating... 
died the day we got married. <laughs> because up until, the, up until the day we got married, everything I did, all of my thoughts, every time, if we were going to be together, it was all about what was going to impress her, what, what was going to be nice for her, you know, what was going to make, make her, you know, that evening special for her, you know, what, where can I take her, what can we do, you know, I thought all this stuff through the night that I proposed to her, I went, you know, the day before, I went down to Bayside, because they had those, what, what do they call them, the boats, the gondolas. canal boats, gondolas, you know, I hired one of those guys, because I knew the wedding wasn't going to be able to be a big thing. We didn't have money for that. So I thought, okay, but I can make this proposal thing special. So I went down, I set all that up, you know, and they had champagne and strawberries and cream. And I set all this stuff, but the weather was iffy, you know, and I'm like, what if it rains? So I went down to the Rusty Pelican and I gave them two dozen roses and I made a reservation. I said, now I'm going to be here at such and such a time. And, and I want you to save the roses. It was so funny, like in one of those comedies, because they kept coming out with the roses, and I'm doing this. You know, no, not, you know, seriously. But, but they did a great job. And, but I had, it, I had it ready so that just in case it, it rained, then I would do the proposal there. And, and I figured if it didn't rain, it'd be icing on the cake. But do you understand what I'm saying? That guy died the day we got married. Yeah, he did. Because my focus shifted now to all of the the weight of the responsibilities I've just taken on, the battle that I had to fight, and she's mine now. I'm no longer trying to win her, I'm no longer trying to impress her. I accomplished that, I'm done, I'm good. And so I moved on. You see, that, that's a huge mistake, it's a huge mistake. And it took me a long time to figure out what I'd done and to realize that, no, what I need to do is what the Bible tells us in, in the book of Revelation. You know, I need to go back and do the things that I did in the beginning. I need to be the man she married. I mean, that's who she married, right? She married that guy that was always kind to her. She married that guy that was always trying to figure out how to be special, how to do something that would be nice, how to make this day wonderful, you know? how to make this evening incredible. That's the guy she married. The one who always smelled good, you know, who was, that's the guy she married. Well, I'm the one that set that expectation. I need to be that man. I need to be that man. That's my duty. So I, I need to work on that. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 